It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode of the 909 Podcast is brought to you once again by One Sonic. One Sonic are the only Irish designer of personal audio tech, and they got a deal for 909 listeners. One Sonic are launching their Black Friday sale on Friday, 19th of November, with discounts off their entire range of earbuds, earphones, and headphones. So, whether you're looking for your Christmas presents early or you're looking to get new earbuds for yourself, no shade, now is the time. Check out their shop on onesonic.com for the Black Friday sale. Hello and welcome to the Nile and Nine podcast. It is Nile and Andrea here, and uh, our our little little music podcast. How are you, Andrea? How's it it's going? It's the little little podcast that could. I'm really good. I'm drinking the world. Can you see that? The size of that cup. It's very big. It's, it's as big as it your head. It says I run on coffee on it. I don't. I, I definitely quit don't. coffee. But um, I'm drinking the world's largest cup of Twining's tea. So I'm I'm, I'm I'm good, yeah. Vitamin C and zinc buzz. Oh, I know those boys well. Yeah, they're great. That's you know, late September, early October, I start stocking up on on that kind of stuff, and yeah, it's absolutely rank, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are you feeling I, better I, after your cold? Because the last time you were on the podcast, you you had a little a little cold. You I did. Yeah, I mean, it stuck around for a while. Thankfully, it wasn't COVID, mm. but um, I still have a slight bit of it. Uh, it's been a long, long. <clears throat> sticking around um but it's fine that's mm. not a big deal um i'm yeah. all set for other voices this weekend where we will both be yeah um, doing, i know me doing too. a couple of different things your head you're you've got a warm-up support support I act know, on, yeah. on so Sunday. Every, you know when people are coming to see me do try and get down to see the support act sorka richardson i really think she's gonna do big things <laughs> <laughs> um yeah maybe actually i can plug that now that i know the time um if you are at other voices and dingle this weekend um Get on down to Foxy John's. Foxy John's. Is yeah, that it? The back Foxy of Foxy John's. John's. Great pub. 
It's um, a hardware shop and they sell, I think they rent out bikes or maybe they did at one yeah, point. Yeah, I uh, actually need to buy a hammer, so I might buy it while I'm down there. Um, four, yeah, six two p.m. Yeah, 2 p.m. on Sunday, um, but I think it's, it's not ticketed, so try and get there a few minutes early. If you um, Sorka Richardson goes on at two, and then myself and Jim Carroll will be doing the arts review of the year from a quarter past two until about three, and then there's loads of other great speakers on after that. So, if you're looking to like ease yourself into the Sunday after heavy Friday and Saturday, come down for some nice chats and a little port. And yeah, it'll be nice, it'll be nice. because you know, I mean, Foxy John's is a great place, great place for Guinness anyway. But also mm. a great place to listen to people in that room. There's a lovely room at the back where you'll be, <clears throat> and and it, usually in, in in previous times you'd be squeezing in uh, with everybody yeah. else in the doorway and uh, just kind of listening and not seeing anything. So mm. most people who you know, we just don't know what it's going to be like this year. But uh, yes, yeah, I will try and make it down. I'm I'm DJing and in the Hillgrove in uh, in Dingle. On the Saturday yeah, night, I'm in between, very much looking forward to that. Yeah, DJ in between all the bands, so not not really at the end or anything like that, but just in between everybody. So from seven o'clock, will you be like comparing as well? Like, oh, did, huge thing! Give it up for yeah, our previous yeah, act. I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh, cool! Wear my glittery top. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. It's going to be a bit, bit of crack. We've got Silverbacks, Shiv, uh, Elaine May. Um, Mango Mathman, and it'll all be over by midnight. Half eleven. The rules. Half eleven. Is it half eleven? Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. And then I'm an eight minute walk to my B and B, so it's actually going to be so lovely. I'm so excited. Well, Um, all (laughs) it's funny at the moment. Like everything is obviously happening very early on. So uh, you know, we had a Lumo last week, which was early, and it was great crack in the end. And mm. you know, um, you just can't really like. You kind of feel like you're going to get, like, you, you're surprised you haven't got COVID yet. <laughs> I'm speaking for myself. And, like, mm. being out for a month now at gigs and stuff and, yeah. you know, everyone kind of I'll feel very it. annoyed if I do get it at the weekend because I've basically done nothing for almost two years. And if the first time I step out and see people, I catch COVID, I'll be, I'll be really upset <laughs> by that. But hopefully not because, I mean, you know, you need... um you need your vaccination status at the door to get in everywhere down other voices. And they do really like with, with banter, certainly they do certainly seem to be accommodating it so that people don't have to be sitting on top of each other and that people can spread out a little bit. And it seems like they're, they're doing it safely because they want to keep artists and their patrons safe as well. Yeah. So no, it should be lovely. And I'm really, I, I mean, I, I used to go to Dingle a lot as a kid um, on holidays and, I'm really looking forward to just being in Dingle and um, hopefully like getting up a bit early on the Sunday morning and the Monday. M- I think I'm going for a swim with some friends on the Monday morning oh, before I well go home. Done. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. And um, I'm, and I'm, yeah, I'm still excited to like, walk around dogs, Dingle. I'm not sure about December. Oh, December we'll bring br- bring them anyway because it's it's incredibly mild lately. Well, no, it has actually gotten a bit cold now, but. Yeah. Like, think of the feeling afterwards. Like, oh, God. I know, that's why you do it. Maybe mo- maybe yeah. Monday before the drive home would be a great idea. Yeah, I do. Maybe. Think about it. And have you tried, have you thought about the church at all? Are you going to try and go into the church? Yeah, I'm, I know I'm definitely going to see Seagrid, and I think I'm going to Fontaine's DC. Great. Because um, uh, a friend wants to go to Fontaine's DC and doesn't have a ticket. And I could swing a ticket, so I think I'm going to that. And also, I, 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 I haven't seen Fontaine's DC live and i have while i'm not a biggest the biggest fan of their 
albums, although I did quite like their second album, um, and I've been a bit mean to them in the past, um, I I want to properly fully make my decision on that band after seeing them live, and I think that that's a perfect place to um, to see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's mad. Yeah, you haven't seen them yet. Yeah, I'm, to I'm really again, sad. I, I, I won't be them. down because I'm only going down on the um, on the the Saturday, so I'm really sad I won't get to see Villagers, and um, that's really upsetting. But oh well, the other. Games. Well, there's lots on in Dingle, and there's lots coming up on this podcast, and and, and all of it begins. That was great. Noel. Begins with a five letter word, um, <laughs> then the name, the mononymous name of Adele. Um, she's absolutely everywhere at the moment, and with good reason. Um, it doesn't really matter what we think about uh, Adele in many ways, um, because you know uh, the the people have spoken. Um, her fourth album, Thirty, came out. Was it? La- it was like la- last Friday. Last and it Friday. Took three days to become the biggest selling album in the US this year. Three days, just three days. Obviously, there's a lot of those stories in advance about. You know how uh, the number of albums she was pressed that the label were pressing at pressing plants was holding up everyone else in the entire world. Yeah, all those kind of stories, you know. And what it seems like there is demand for an Adele album still six years after her last one. So we we're going to talk about the album and we're going to talk about Adele and where she's at and what it's like to. I mean, it's been really interesting for me. I found just like all of a sudden having this superstar back and and doing mm. superstar things like doing an Oprah special and um, special, like, ca- like shows. An ITV like special. ITV, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, a CBS, ITV, I guess they're equivalent. Um, yeah. So I watched some of the ITV special as well, so we could talk a little bit about that as well. But really it's about, you know, an artist who can, um, has the power to change things in terms of um, literally changing things with streaming services. And it's just so influential. And uh, so, and I wonder, I guess, what I'd like to try and talk about as well is is whether Adele is a a bubble or a vacuum onto herself. I mean, what does she bring to popular music beyond? How is she influential beyond her own um, popularity? Is she influential beyond her own popularity? Is Adele just living in Adele's world and, and no one else will ever... Because, uh, I mean... <laughs> I guess we could talk about the album first. Will we talk about the album first? Um, yeah, yeah. We might as well come in with the with the contextual stuff. So, uh, the the album is thirty. Adele is thirty three. So you can kind of deduce from some very simple maths there that this album was written a few years ago and was delayed with the with the pandemic. Um, it it is basically a response to her very, very public or now very public divorce. Um, Adele also has a child who was going through that divorce as well. And Adele has kind of always used, you know, her age, 21, 25, now 30 as, um, as a kind of a a jumping off point um, for her to dive in on an album and figure out where she is at that moment in her life. And I think that's a really nice framing um device for for an album because as fans we kind of grow up with her then if if you are kind of a similar age to her if you're in your you know early 30s or mid 30s um so 30s the album and you know as was probably as would have been expected with Adele uh, she released easy on me um to just you know completely smashing 
every record you can imagine across streaming services, across sales, you know, YouTube streams of the of the music video like that. That song is now on uh, just looking at Spotify here, 319 million streams, which is kind of insane. Um, mm. I, I wonder how many million of those are me <laughs> because I really, really love that song. I think it's I think it's an wow. outstanding song. We'll, 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 we'll get into the song in a bit. But yeah, I think the the album. So I, I was up last Friday very early. I was up at half five in the morning doing the pop reviewer thing. Of You did it. You were doing I it. I did wow. it. <laughs> yeah. And I went back to bed and it was great. Um, but yeah, I didn't get an advanced copy. Very, I think only maybe two publications did. Um I think The Guardian did, and I'm not sure who else did. I thought I saw somebody else publish something on the on the Thursday. But anyway, I was up with the with the other pop reviewers on on the Friday morning. And so, you know, the the, the review that was published of mine in the Irish Times, it wasn't billed as being a kind of a first response listen. I, I definitely got my five listens in or close enough. Um, but I've had a lot more time now with the album, so I, I do think I, I, I have a bit more to say on it, specifically about the, the the music. Whereas I think the first thing that hits you about the album is the lyrics, um, and and her voice, obviously. But you're kind of, but because we knew the story around the divorce and everything, you're kind of listening out for, you know. It's kind of like that Taylor Swift thing of like, oh, is she going to name anything or is she going to have these like really punchy lyrics that are a bit like, fuck you, you broke my heart or whatever. And like the answer to that is kind of no, there's not a whole lot of like sass on this album, even though there's songs like called I Drink Wine, which is a fantastic song. And it's much better than that um, than that title would kind of have you believe. But no, this isn't this isn't a sassy I'm back record. This is a checking in record um, at a point in an artist's life and in a woman's life that has been incredibly difficult. And she has managed to capture it, I think, very beautifully and very effectively. And what was your what was your relationship with it with Adele's music before 30? Where were you at with it? Um, I've always been a really big admirer of Adele as a as a vocalist um, more than anything else. I think that's probably still the same. I mean, I think she she's always written songs for vocalists and for people who love good vocals to to enjoy. Um, I sort of I, I mean, I can't say the last album was a big moment for me or anything. You know, I liked someone like you, but. I don't remember being, you know, particularly moved by it or mm. really that bothered with it at the time. And I mean, how many years ago is that now? Six years Six ago. Six years ago, so, yeah. Yeah. So I probably just had other other music on my mind at that time, or maybe I just wasn't I wasn't feeling it. Um, yeah, Adele's, hello was Adele's the twenty five was big track, wasn't it? Like, it yeah, was hello, big, and um, like. I think Adele's 25 was maybe a little bit different to my 25 or my 26 or however old I was when that came out. So, yeah, I can't say. Uh, it's, I, I loved her in the early days, kind of dipped a bit in the middle. Mm. But now I, I've i gone back and I've listened to all of her albums, you know, in the past few days. And I really have found, like, I've identified something in all of them that I've loved. Um and just have this like newfound appreciation for Adele that was always there, but maybe I just didn't 
nurture it enough or I didn't give it enough attention because Adele, when she is doing things, she is doing them everywhere. Um, which I think is actually really nice actually now, you know, we, we, I mean, you can't help but, you know, bring up Taylor Swift, who's kind of the other big pop star of this year. You know, if Gaga and yeah. Dua Lipa were the two of last year, Taylor Swift and Adele are this year. And with Taylor Swift, how we get like so little of her publicly, we don't get, you know, interviews unless they're incredibly curated and precise. Whereas it's just so refreshing to have a pop star like Adele not only be so forthcoming with like where she was coming out with the album, be so open about her divorce, which she does not have to be, but she is. And also just like doing those kind of glamorous things like a night with Adele and just having a bit of crack with it, you know, having a bit of fun and enjoying working in the music industry and being a pop star and not treating it all as if it's this great weight on her shoulders like she really does seem happy that to release this album and wants to celebrate it and yeah. that's that's really nice it's really refreshing actually yeah and you know i mean i think there's certainly a sense that she's very happy doing this and even performing live i know obviously mm. there's two big gigs coming up next year in hyde park isn't it it's in london so um you know <clears throat> she was kind of I think she's embracing that again at the moment where it used to give her a lot of panic um, and, uh, you know, anxiety to perform live. She's definitely, she's done a few TV specials. I know TV specials are not quite the same as regular events, regular gigs, especially mm. not when your audience is made up of people like you mentioned Dua Lipa there, <laughs> like, um, you know, Idris Elba and, and his wife oh, yeah. and, you know, people like that who are just in the audience. Emma Thompson. Like Boy George, Emma Thompson. Yeah, he's just like... Samuel L. Jackson getting up to ask her questions, you know. Um, mm. So it's very much it's like a, a kind TV room, special. you know. It's, yeah, it's a nice it is, room, yeah. but there's there's something of the old school about that that I well, you know, that she I really was, like, and I think there's something of the old school about Adele of yeah. this kind of glitzy glam, but relatively accessible pop star. She's the um, accessible diva. She's the diva who could yeah, be your best mate when she takes off totally. her eyelashes. Um, yeah you know and i don't and think so, that that's a curated image at all no. like i think that she genuinely just stayed humble to quote kendrick you know i think that she really itv did. special that i watched a bit of last night an audience with adele it was inspired by um the specials that michael barrymore used to do so that's yeah, where it see, came from you know uh, old school <laughs> yeah so like mm. you know they haven't done it for a long time so it's very much harking back to something that used to happen on terrestrial tv you know mm. it was it was it was obviously a setup and cheesy as well some of it but like you know she had um like Idris Elba going, oh, when was, have you ever been pulled over in a car? And she had her anecdote ready about it being recognized and all that kind of stuff. Mm. I thought the, the relatable diva, like it was, she's very funny. And it's, it, it's, it's she's like the best part funny. of that show other than like the music was impeccable, but it was sort of impeccable to the point of, I, well, I'm not really interested in this. And it was mostly old songs. So mm. I was kind of, you know, I mean, I'm listening to her new album a lot this week. Um, so I wasn't really interested as much in that, but uh, you know, there's a part to start where she's like, she just has a a white tea mug beside her, and she goes to drink it, and it's like, it's like I asked for asked for caramel, that's not caramel. I was like, I'm not a diva, and stuff like that. It's just <laughs> she's very nice and very like she's very funny, and mm. she comes across very well at all times. 
Um, yeah, and very. She's like very a kind relatable. of a Barbara Streisand or something, like just really funny and professional and talented yeah. and larger than life and brilliant, but also you could totally have a drink with her. Like she just, she does remind me of a kind of a Barbara Streisand likability factor, you know? Yeah, and she just has that, like, yeah, she has that, like, lovely manner about her. Mm. All right, babes, that kind of, like... All right, babes, yeah, yeah she's lovely. Like, she's so lovely nice. manner to her. And I think that's a big part of her appeal, but, like, and that's what makes her music so relatable as well, because, like, I guess if we talk about the, the lyrics on 30, it's very much tracing an arc, isn't it, in terms mm. of... The story, uh, her, her, what she went through with a divorce and what happened after that and accepting yourself and all the things that you do as part of a big breakup. And then when you have a child who's in, caught up in all that and the feelings you have of, um, I guess, shame and embarrassment, maybe a little bit or like worry about mm. what you've done and all those kind of things. So there's a lot of that here. It's very like lyrically, it's quite straightforward in a way, I think. Probably the most like <laughs> got poetic line is the literally the opening song on the album, which is uh, mm. "Strangers by Nature," a song made with Ludwig Göransson, and it has a real like Hollywood classic string vibe going on. It's very much like That's, a song. It's I beautiful. Could hear as an interested in in the Oscars, do you know what I mean? It has that kind absolutely. of absolutely. I absolutely love the production on that song. Yeah. The kind of warbled gramophone effect yeah, and I exactly think that, that you you need that effect to underscore the melodrama of those lyrics you know yeah I'll and be I taking think, flowers to the cemetery of my heart for all yeah. my lovers in the present and in the dark that's the, like the first line the like, yeah Whoa. and I mean it's it's incredibly melodramatic and you know o- over the top but I think it it works because of that production and I also love that she opens with this kind of very alto song like she's singing in her in her low register and you know I think her vocal control is just like outstanding um all across the record but it's really nice to hear her start out low and then when she does reach up to that kind of headier voice later on in the song she still maintains that control it's Mm. brilliant and then you have like the jazz chords and uh it's it's just such a it's such a strong opener. It, I, I think Oscars is actually the perfect sort of, um, it has a real Oscars vibe, real old school Hollywood. Yeah, it remind me of La La Land as well. That kind of mm. like feel, you know, it was like that kind of like, oh, it's classic yeah. Hollywood kind of trying to recapture something. Well, she well. does She does cite Judy Garland as like a big inspiration. Um, I, th- I, I, I think she, I was watching her talk to Zane Lowe on, on her Apple Music um interview and she was talking about having watched Judy Garland's um biopic and yeah. I wonder how much of that kind of era seeped into this because I think it's everywhere I think it's all over the album and the uh, at the times when she does something different where she leans more into kind of modern pop I think those are the points of the album that don't work as well for me I think she should have gone all in um with the strings and the and the the big hollywood yeah. sound but okay well let's talk about that then because i do think yeah there's a few different sides to this album and and there's a few different producers as well so mm. much of the album is made with uh greg kirsten who's long been uh, associated and working with adele um, and i think those tracks are well i mean it's they're a mixed bag like because they're 
Easy on Me is 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 a Greg Kirsten song. Then there's uh, the third track on it, which is very interesting. I wasn't really expecting that to happen. Um, it's about as introspective as Adele's going to get. Um, using voice notes between her and her and mm. her son talking about that. That seems to have divided people. Actually, mm. the yeah. the idea of kind of using using your son's response to um your divorce and her and as well her very in the moment responses like there's moments where she's you know crying into whatever she's recording on i assume her phone like her voice notes her phone a she's crying. A friend she sent okay yeah yeah but yeah voice notes about those things. We, like, we we have to do a a a a podcast episode on uh voice notes in yeah. music because they're bloody everywhere right now um yeah, that that kind of that's divided people a bit, especially the use of her son's voice. I I sort of I see why she did it. Like I and I think it works very well within the production of the song. It I does, think it's yeah. it sounds like memories. Um I obviously it remains to be seen how her son is going to feel about that later on in life, but um I think I think it was it, it's it's a beautiful way to kind of capture a very, very difficult conversation between a mother and uh and yeah, her son which you about something that he's too young to understand lyrics so, so no. easily because there's no. a, like what she's talking to the child is like mummy's been having a lot of big feelings recently yeah so yeah like, you know it is relatable but it's also like it, it takes you to that level of of dialogue that you can have with a child where you couldn't mm. really write that in lyrics yeah um, and i think the uh, there's a yeah if, if, a if she sang there. mummy's been having a lot of big feelings i don't think that the yeah. effect would be the same you know but as well because the song and the sentiments are allowed to breed with the like string passages that happen around it and the voice notes it just kind of gives you something a bit different than most Adele's albums have given you in the past as in it allows yeah. itself to be an album track and to mm-hmm. be and to be third on the on the record as well is very much like by the time you get to that I was like okay Strangers by Nature Strangers by Nature is like a string lovely Hollywood vibe then you've got the single and then you've mm. got this one and I was like are we being set up for a very introspective album here that just mm. feel like could could have gone that way could have gone very much like immediately down into a much more introspective and it doesn't go that way ultimately of course because mm. this is an Adele album she is like the biggest selling artist um, for many years like she has what 25 21 was the biggest selling art uh, album of all time I think and then 25 wasn't too far behind it and um, mm. so you know she is there's a lot riding on 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 Adele that isn't like that is financial as well that isn't you know that is yeah. a lot of people uh, yeah, know, but so. I think she took more risks here than I expected her to. Um, yeah, like it's certainly, and I think that's what, I think maybe that's what uh, 25 suffered with. It was like, it felt like bang, mm. bang, 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 bang. Here's what everyone expects yeah. of me and slightly diminishing returns because you just like, well, here's that song. Here's this song. Yeah, okay, yeah. fine, I guess. And I suppose she has, she has the space now to, like, like you said, she has all of that success behind her and all that monetary success for her label behind her. So I know that when she was, speaking with her label um about the songs um she was telling again in, in that Zane Lowe interview she was telling Zane Lowe about how um TikTok came up in the conversation and mm. um somebody from the label said well we need 14 year olds to know who you are and she responded by saying like 14 year olds have mums 
you know, that they're who I'm making. I, I, where's the quote? If everyone is making music for TikTok, who's making music for my generation, for my peers, I'll do that job gladly. Um, and I think that that's, you know, she, she, she has the power now to turn around and say, no, I don't want to make songs that can be shared on TikTok or that people can do dances to or that people can make memes out of because this is a this is an album about my divorce you know like this isn't this isn't meme fodder I'm not Justin Bieber you know I'm not The Weeknd I'm I'm a she's a completely different kind of artist um to to other pop artists like she's a she's yeah. a pop diva and she, she doesn't sings. collaborate she doesn't do those things she doesn't no she doesn't into the studio and yeah, to, she doesn't. You know, and she no shouldn't. features on record. No, <laughs> no, and she shouldn't because her her standing within pop music is is like she is like the last of the great um, or like she's she, she's a, a representative of of the great vocal divas. Um, like Ar- Ariana Grande is obviously a big vocal diva as well, but she's she's very much in the realm of pop music and tiktok and 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 young people so i i I love the idea that she said no to that Mm. and said no i'm actually gonna uh, this is an album about my divorce i'm not gonna make it meme fodder you know um we sort of skipped over easy on me um a little bit when we were talking about those early tracks i'd love to chat about easy on me because i do think it's probably like if not the best song of the year then probably in like the top three songs of the year. Like I, I, I think it's such an outstanding song and it's sort of, um, tell me what you love about it because I struggle with it now. I wouldn't really, be, it wouldn't be yeah, my thing now. I find. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's, it's that it's a, it's a proper old, good old fashioned song. I think, I mean, the, the chords are really well considered. There's a great sort of, tension and release in the chords and in her vocals and like what she does with her vocals in the song is is just so outstanding and something that you don't hear very often because she is like at times at at one point in the chorus she's quite pitchy I think she sings a bit sharp um on on her way down when she's gone easy I'm not gonna sing it um and there's a there's a couple of points later later on where she's a bit sharp and she's singing in the room there is not one bit she does not use autotune unless it's being used kind of as a as an instrument which which it is I think once or twice um or not autotune but at least vocal effects there's no effects on this song and I think when you listen to this song all, all there is is piano vocals there's bass that you can kind of barely hear and um a kick drum but like when you think about the fact that there's only those four elements in the song and you think about how huge that song sounds like you you could kind of trick yourself into thinking that there was big swelling strings at at one point in it or that there was a big you know a big orchestra or brass behind her or something, but there isn't. And I think she gets so much out of those four things. I think it's a brilliantly produced song. It's so, um, like ev- it's, it's everything in, in, in its right place kind of thing. And I love how like the kind of that oscillating melody, those, those two notes that she kind of, um, oscillates around in, in, in the run up to the chorus come, come back later in that like longer, like, melismatic oscillation vocal oscillation in in the kind of the the middle eight 
And it's just, to me, this is a song like written by a singer. Do you know, this is a song written to get the best out of a vocal performance. And I, you know, I, I, I find that quite rare, um, in modern pop music, certainly. Yeah. It's you know, very old fashioned. It's, old it's fashioned really, really old. It's a good old fashioned song because like, like I mentioned, it's I, not like I, stick I, a pre-chorus I, on first so people get to know it, you know, it's exactly. Like, yeah. And I, I mentioned Ariana Grande who obviously has an outstanding voice, but the way that she uses her voice would be more like, you know, a, a, a lot of melisma, but heavily kind of auto-tuned and then there'll be one big high note at the end and that's the big you know punchy moment whereas I think in easy on me you get punchy moment after punchy moment that just hit you with how good she is at singing like Mm. she is an outstanding vocalist like she's unbelievable and I think we've gotten so used maybe to her tone and even the way that she pronounces words when she's singing that you can forget how beautiful it sounds like it's it, it's very easy to forget how brilliant and unique she sounds when she's singing because she's Adele and you kind of know what Adele sounds like but when you try and strip everything away like this is a song I'd love to get the stems of and mm. just listen to her vocal performance because it isn't perfect and I think that's that's a, one of the parts that I that I love about it and I know a lot a lot of people um a, a lot of music people and less so critics but more like musicians I've seen talking about this song have just been blown away by what she does with her vocals and how she makes her pitchiness and those little imperfections work really really well mm. um so if that's not something you were listening out for before I would recommend kind of give, giving it another no, listen with that I in do, mind no I do hear that I definitely hear that it's just I'm, mm. it's more like you know I guess I'm just not really drawn by I, I'm, I'm impressed by her vocals. I am, but it's not, it's not really what I listen to music for. I guess you know what I mean. Mm. I'm, I'm like, I'm at, I, I find it. I'm not unmoved by it, but it mm. doesn't. It isn't what a characteristic of the music that I like that I want to go back to all the time. I just find it like, yeah. Obviously, there's another song we talk about on this album that which has that big, big, big moment, and mm. it is absolutely impressive. But it wouldn't be the kind of thing that I want to go back to and listen to. Okay, you know, yeah. it's like it's it's very unsubtle. <laughs> See, I <laughs> I, I love fun. singers. I love like I love Celine Dion. I love Barbara Streisand. Like I love women who sing with like big, big, big vocals and work up to big moments and have that kind of like star power um, and the ability to just shock you in a way that if you see somebody who is like a master of playing like the guitar or the piano or something, I I think what what I love about Adele is that she treats her voice as an instrument um, and not just as a a carrier of, of of lyrics. I mean, a lot of the time I'm not really listening to what she's saying because I'm just so blown away by how she sounds when she says it. So when when I do go and listen to the lyrics along with it, I'm like, oh yeah, God, there's a lot of feeling in this, but I'm getting most of the feeling just from the sound of her voice, um, yeah. which is old school, you know? And I, I, yeah, I love that. I really love that song. That song's really grown on me a lot um, since I it came out. There's a lot of these songs are don't have... They don't overdo the production. I think that's why ultimately mm. this is a, a better album maybe than 25 because it doesn't yeah. overdo it. It doesn't try to, it doesn't need to because like mm. I said, her So there's one, there's so one song that I have a big problem with 
Um, I think I know what it's going to be, but tell me. Um, it's sorry, I have to find it. Actually, uh, can I get it? Thought so. Is that the song you thought? Well, okay. Okay. It's, do you feel the same? Well, we go from Cry Your Heart Out, which is like uh, the hook telling Adele to get out of her sweatpants and move on and, yeah. and move on up. And then Is that the Wash Your Face one? Uh, cry Your Heart Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wash that's your the face. one, yeah. And yeah, then, I like then that. Got, I can see that in a mug. Oh my God, Greg Kirsten produced a track, which is all bass, hand claps and back and both. But again, is that, like it doesn't overdo it. It's not like it has a yeah. synth or, or piano or anything. It's just very, yeah. very simple. It's, I really it, like that for how it kind of called back to Rolling in the Deep. Yeah, um, okay. I thought that was good. And then you get, but there are touches of Ed Sheeran on that song that I don't like in the chorus. And then yeah. that's why. But it's contained. It's the most annoying. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's awful. Like, it's that's a Max bad... Martin and Shellback produced that yeah. one. It's got acoustic guitar. It's got whistling. But it's, it's got, got that Ed Sheeran acoustic guitar that has like yeah, no yeah. feeling in it. It's compressed to the point of just like. I, oh, I don't know. And I mean, like, okay, Ronan in the Deep had, had a very com- compressed guitar in it, but it wasn't leading the song. You know, this yeah. is just so clinical. And it's, it, it's, it just feels like it could be anyone's kind of pop, you Absolutely. know, acoustic guitar. And that's why I hate it as well. I think she like, should have oh. given it to someone else. I think yeah. she should have given it to a male singer songwriter. Um, it just, it doesn't suit her vocals at all. I did, I, 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 I don't mind the verses at all because I thought the verses were going to bring her because there, there are these kind of little like whoop bits in the, in the verses that I thought were a kind of maybe a more Serge Gainsbourg like, vibe or style yeah. and I thought that maybe that was the direction she was going to go with the chorus but then the chorus is just like sing by Ed Sheeran like it's it's not a good song mm. at all it has absolutely no business being on this album this album's 12 songs long like she could have absolutely lost this song and I think it would have been I probably would have given it like a higher score um I I gave it four stars in in, in the Irish Times and I think it it might have been pushed up to five if there was just a little bit of cutting on the songs that just didn't really need to be there. And that is a big one. That's bad. Feel, that will, feels like, you, you know, will, the, will we the listen label to it? wanted a hit. We have to yeah. get to hit. Will we know? play it so that people can hear what we mean with, uh, with the chorus? Okay, all right. I know. Okay. <laughs> can I get it? Yes, you can. All right, that was Can I Get It from Adele. Like, um, wh- where's the soul, Adele? Where's the emotion? Like, even her vocal performance in that song is so lackluster. I'm like, what? Like, what is this telling us? It's not, it's a song about nothing. Like, can I get it? What? What are you looking for? You're not telling us. It's, 
it's, it's a just, booty call song or she ugh. said it's not and then I, I'm just like whatever just, I just a, I just think everything about it's a vapid, it, it it's a vapid pop song that makes like me, not an Adele yeah, song this is yeah. the, you're better than this Adele come on <laughs> come you're on. better than this Adele come you're on you're better than this <laughs> okay so um, like okay. I mean that's track what seven is that track six that's yeah. track six so we're halfway through here and most of the rest of the album takes a different kind of tack and mm. it goes more balladry, it goes more soulful, it goes more, um, and there's a big reason for that for me. Um, well, Inflow, the producer behind Salt, produces three of these songs mm. and then Tobias Gesso Jr. is back again, that old um, 70s piano balladeer himself, um, which we haven't heard from for a while. Can- Canadian guy, isn't he? He isn't. He has he's just been a, he's a songwriter now. That's basically he doesn't write his own music anymore. Um, but he's on this, and then, well, immediately after, kind of get it. There's I drink wine, which is basically an Elton John uh, song. Um, which is I like you know, this song absolutely fine with that. I love Elton John. I love this song. This is this. It is really good. leans into that though, and mm. like I think that for that, it's like, you know, do it. Why not? One Why great not? vocalist, you know, like channeling the spirit of another. Uh, and great piano player as well you know i'm i i can see where the inception of that idea came from i think elton john's a very good comparison there i really like i drink wine she should have called it something else <laughs> um i think but yeah there's I good do. lines on like it though song. so i hope i learn to get over myself everybody wants something you just want me Soaking yep. it all up for fun, but now I only soak up wine. You know, it's like, <laughs> now I only soak okay. up wine. <laughs> like, honestly, same, but I I don't think that I'm not coming to an Adele album for those kind of like pithy, like winking at the camera lyrics. I want, like, I go to Taylor Swift for that, you know, so I kind of come come to Adele for, for something different. But this song is better than that. Um, It's it's melody and, and drama and, and it is it is beautiful. Mm. The next track uh, is billed as an interlude, but it's it's basically a song. It's all called All Night Parking and it has yeah. an Errol Garner piano sample throughout it. And to be honest, this is the kind of Adele I want. I mean, it's mm-hmm. very, mm-hmm. it's got, it's got something special to it. It's like, you know, mixing that old kind of jazzy style with an it's Adele. It's got atmosphere. Yeah, it's got real atmosphere. It's the opposite it. to Can I Get It? <laughs> yeah. It has no atmosphere. And I'm sure there's plenty of Adele fans who probably disagree with me, but that's, well, they're not here to talk about it. <laughs> but we will yeah. actually later on hear a bit. Get your own podcast. Some, some, um, uh, I don't know if you read the, uh, the Guardian asked their readers for some reviews of the Adele album. I'm going to read a few out to you because they're very oh, interesting. Oh, brilliant. I haven't seen <laughs> that. Oh, I'd so, love to hear that. It's very great. great. Um, but I think, yeah, I think, I think, I guess it's no surprise that a couple of the songs from Inflow are amongst my favorites on this. I've been a big mm. Salt fan for a while. Info obviously produced a lot of stuff with Little Sims and Michael Kiwanuka as well. Definitely a producer on the up the last few years. And uh, I was very excited when I saw that Adele was uh, doing stuff with Inflow because I thought that's the kind of thing you can do. And I think they mostly nail this stuff. There's a lovely mm. Woman Like Me's, the song, the first one with Inflow. It's got a real reflective devastation to it. It's like... It, Adele is front and center, certainly, and the music supports her in the, in the best possible way. Um, you know, and obviously the song is a bit of a diss song to mm. like a partner who was like she's basically chiding her her ex and for being complacent and uh, 
Uh, you ain't never, ain't never had a woman like me. Uh, and loving you was a breakthrough. I saw only what my heart can really do. Now some other man will get the love I had for you because you don't care. So, yeah, very direct as well. And, uh, and, you know, it's got that kind of shade that makes sense in the context of where she's been. It's also got a fade out. The song has a fade out. which I, I know, uh, which I am uh, usually heavily, heavily against fade outs. I really don't like them. I think the only song that is allowed to have a fade out is God Only Knows. And everything else, no. <laughs> I find them lazy. Um, and yeah, I need resolution. And that's something you usually get from Adele, actually, in terms of like, mm. you know, tonality and stuff. But mm, I'll forgive her this fade out because it probably wasn't her decision. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Strike two, Adele. <laughs> oh. um, and I think, obviously, then uh, Hold On is a good song. It has her friends doing the choir kind of part where they're saying, yeah. like, to support her. There's good lines there, like sometimes loneliness is, loneliness is the only rest we get. Um, it's a good track, and and then that leads us into to be loved. And sorry, is, we, we we should say as well. Hold on, um, but like woman like me is five minutes. Hold on is six minutes six. Yeah, so to be loved is six forty three, yeah. and love is game is six forty three. So they're very long. To be loved is the only one of these of this run where I really feel it's almost seven minute long kind yeah. of runtime it does and i think it has to bit. be because of the nature of it it's like mm. it is the big adele vocal trademark it's like the absolutely the one with tobias says you know it's the piano ballad where her voice is really gone for it Um, let it know that she tried she reached she hit those notes she shattered that glass and distorted that microphone with her voice it's the big the big belter it's the belter mm. of a vocal where you know almost like the camera the microphone is panning back from her because she's so powerful she i think even yeah. the very closing um vocal is her is like it is quite far away from her the microphone because she's so loud yeah. and it does distort the microphone a bit um i but i i love that i love that there's yeah. the inclusion of those imperfections and that's something that i grown to really love about Adele's vocal performances is that she sounds like a human being when she's singing and you 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 do get a sense of the space in the room like you said she's she's moving away from the mic because she has to because she'll fucking break it otherwise um for me that song's it's just too long um I think maybe that's the only song where I was sort of dragged down a bit by the lyrics. I don't think the lyrics were very very strong on that song and given mm. how foregrounded they are um Maybe, maybe I would have liked, but I don't want to say better lyrics, but maybe just fewer. Um, but I mean, you can't deny her vocal performance on it is outstanding, and you know that goes across the record as well. So yeah, yeah, I think I'm, for a lot I'm, of people, much a lot of fans, the, sorry. that is something that they are looking for. They're looking yeah. for that big moment from her, which mm. is understandable. You know, I mean, I totally. think that's what it definitely provides. That it's the big. Big, uh, well, I mean, there's a big proper curtain closer. Love is a game is with. Yeah, I'm much more here for that. That kind of, again, just like dripping in atmosphere, like strings, gorgeous. And then Adele's just swept up in in the middle of all this drama that's just like swirling around her. Yeah, it's a really good closer. Well, this song apparently was written while Breakfast at Tiffany's was was playing on the television in the studio Mm. when she recorded it and saying it's the end song the movie should have had. It's got a bit of an Amy Winehouse vibe as well, a little bit. And maybe that's just I the mean, Love is a Losing Game reference for me. That's the like first thing I thought literally as well. It, yeah. Was, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, they it's were a big contemporaries as well, so. sweeping string orchestral curtain closer. Brings it right back after building it up Great. with an organ and just 
takes off and uh yeah the organ throughout the record is lovely i i would have really liked to hear more tracks using the organ i love an organ i love organ and vocals together i'm just oh yes please so i'm gathering so sad and bluesy you know you're you're a fan of this album you're a fan of this i am yeah i mean i i think it's it's by no means perfect um i don't think it's 12 perfect songs but i think it's 12 songs it's 11 songs that work very well together and show a a growing confidence in somebody who wrote wrote this music at a time in their life when you can imagine confidence was probably in in quite short supply so um for me it's it like i i love that she's branched out with the production i love that she's leaning into her kind of her new role as Adele you know as this big superstar and that she's bringing that into into the production and she's not only relying on her vocals which are outstanding obviously but she's not only relying on on her vocals to make those big moments shine through um I think it's a very considered album it's not perfect I gave it four stars I think I think I'm happy enough with four stars um like it might be a three and a half to four, you know, you might, might be rounding that up a little bit, but um, it's it's an album that I'd still want to spend more time with. Um, so that's, you know, that's good. <laughs> that's, yeah. Always a, How about always you? A positive outcome. Mm. Yeah. Like I said, it's probably not really like an Adele album. It's not something I really delve into. I, every now and again, I'd be, there'd be a song. I'm like, I really want to hear that again. Like Rolling the Deep is the all timer for me. And mm. um that's just because it has that kind of like classic soul to it. I'd love to hear her do more of that um, yeah. on her own terms. Um, and I think she will probably in the future. Although I, I guess because she's so, you know, popular and because she doesn't have to, you you wonder what comes next after all of this. You know, I mean, this was mm-hmm. delayed. I mean, 30 does 30 become 40? You know what I mean? Like, do you I release mean, an album might. called 36, 35? Yeah. Like, what happens next, you know? Um, yeah. She doesn't really have to, you know, follow this up in any, like, great way or do mm. anything. It doesn't seem like I, she can do everything on her own terms. And that's the gigs can do on her own terms. She can do the specials on her own terms. Um, all those things. And I think, you know, there are, obviously, she's beyond... Um, like most artists popularity she's so huge in terms of this so even the people kind of go oh i don't really like this that much i think there's enough people here that will in the world that will will uh, fall over when they hear mm. an adele song that it will really yeah. matter and i think it's not just adele fans i think musicians like adele critics like adele like people who love music love adele because she understands music and she understands songwriting and she understands performance and she understands this business we call show, you know, so she's she's the kind of the perfect person to kind of move through this this kind of new world of music that we're we're all, you know, people our age are kind of still getting used to like TikTok and like streaming and you know, these kids and I don't know, yeah. for 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 an I like that to she's taking apart from that. I like that yeah, she's yeah. decided no. And I mean we we haven't mentioned it, but like I mean I think a bit a big part of this kind of old school you know, musician making an album um, was that she convinced Spotify uh, or asked Spotify to get rid of the shuffle button um, as a default on all albums. And they did it. And I think that that speaks to the fact that she believes this album to be a narrative and that, but, but further than that, 
she believes that all albums and their sequencing have a kind of a, a sacredness to them. And I, I'm fu- fully in agreement with that as well. Like, I think that a well-sequenced album can bring a three-star album up to a four-star album. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, get, get, getting the sequencing wrong on an album can be completely detrimental to it. So I love that she did that and that she is making the case for the more old-school um way of distributing and and listening to music and as, as an album lover um i love that she did that yeah i actually had never really noticed that shuffle album well niall myself, probably be because you're like me when you press play on an album do you press play on the big green first, button or do you press play on first the first song, song? <laughs> yeah, yeah first song. and this this is because we're of the like uh, iTunes and Winamp and media player generation where we had to do that. Whereas the, the younger kids, they see the big green play button and they press that. So it shuffles the, for, for them. Oh, it's it so funny though, because I've, I've asked loads of people my age, like, have do you ever noticed this? And they're like, no. And I've been like, well, how, how do you play your albums? They're like, I, I press the first song on the album. And I'm like, there yeah. you go. Like, yeah. it's very, it's really interesting. Um, but anyway, it's gone now. Yeah. And if you do, for any reason, want to shuffle your album, um, the option's still there for you. You just have to kind of go and find it. But like, just know that you are you are listening to music wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Like, you are. You're doing it I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Like, wrong. you know, I tweeted about him, like saying, if you shuffle albums, I will call the police on you. Like, it's <laughs> just an insane thing to do. Um, uh, well, you know, I think the thing we like Adele has everyone behind her still like she's, uh, you know, I mean, I said it before I, I in, she was my second ever face to face interview. I interviewed her before Chasing Pavements came out and all that and yes. it was in Dublin in Brooks Hotel um, and it was very small, obviously. Excel. You know, she was there to do a gig in Crawdaddy that night. Uh, I went to her hotel God, room. the idea. She she chatted to me while she did her makeup. Do you know that kind of way? And, uh, and was she lovely? We, she was so nice. And um, we did a photo shoot afterwards where literally there was three of us, you know, yeah. outside. And no one recognized her. Obviously, and no one knew who she was. Doing her own makeup and everything. Yeah. I love that. And she was so charming and so lovely. Because that's not always the case. And a lot of oh, artists... Yeah. You know, I won't name names, but there's some artists who are still around and or shouldn't be or who have disappeared where you've talked to them and they just don't give you any time. Yeah. Or they're not. You can tell me off there. Yeah, I will. But uh, yeah, that can happen an awful lot. And Mm. uh, and I mean, she was very young at that point, but like I still have a lot of respect for her. Um, You know, like I still felt like, you know, I had a lovely time chatting to her in that way. Yeah. You know, it was an interview, but yeah. I had a lovely time. I, I, I love that when you interview someone kind of early in their career and you see them go on to great success, you kind of feel like, oh, that's my mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that, but uh, I was there. I definitely, I'm, I mean, no one could have seen at that point the mm. interstellar um, uh, status of Adele and where that was yeah. going. Adele Atkins. So, yeah, I was, so I wanted to read out a couple, just a few of the Guardian Reader reviews for you. Yes, um, I'm so, so excited for this. Okay, so the first one is uh, from Robert Carty, who's 53, an accountant from Dublin, right? Oh, um, hello, he Robert, says, if you're listening. It doesn't start off great. My Little Love is awful and is the worst Adele song by far. The album gets going at song four, Cry Your Heart Out, but trails off towards the end. I think perhaps a bit of pruning would have helped instead. I think he agrees with that. Um, Maybe making it around 45 minutes or so. From the tie of 21, the albums are starting to get weaker. 
Thank you, Robert. Mm. <laughs> um, so Hannah, who is 27 and a farmer from Kent, says, I am a huge Adele fan, having loved her since the Chasing Pavements days. There isn't a single song I've disliked until this album. I can understand songs, <gasps> tell stories, however. It is still a song to be stung along to. And I don't want to have to stop singing a belter out every 30 seconds to hear someone's son's voice. Listen That's to her songs. That's a very good point. <laughs> Listen to her songs. I can't help but feel slightly detached from them. This is a woman singing about life events that most of us have go have to go through and should be relatable. I can't see myself belting out any of these songs after a few glasses or when I fancy a pity party after my boyfriend has annoyed the hell out of me. Unfortunately, I think it's probably the weakest of all her albums. The idea of listening to her songs as if it was a novel unfolding is a really unique idea. However, in this day and age, when you're downloading songs digitally and not forced to listen to them in a particular order on a CD, or if you don't particularly like a tracks one to four, then having an order to listen to this song is irrelevant and just a bit of a gimmick. Oh, no. one I more, love the idea one more. of, of, this of is... listening to it to an album in its intended sequence as a gimmick. <laughs> yeah, it's a gimmick. Um, so uh, this is uh, Alex, who's 57, a government worker from Melbourne, Australia. I think yeah, 30 is a natural progression, but after listening, I immediately thought, I can't wait to hear the next album. Like, okay, she's got this out of her system now. Let's hear that voice <laughs> sing to us in joy and fun. Apart from a couple of tracks on 30, I think 25 will still be my go-to album. So thank you, Alex, for that. Thank you, Hannah. And thank you, Robert from Dublin. So and yeah, I just thought it was in. That was three. And I mean, there were some positive ones as well. Um, yeah. I, but I, I, I Do you know what? I think all, all three people there made a very good point, but especially the second person, Hannah, about kind of uh, the sing-along ability or the hum ability of, 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 a, of a song. Uh, because I'm not a, a kind of a pop listener, usually yeah. like I'll, I'll listen to pop stars that i like or who i think are are doing interesting things uh, home ability is, isn't a big factor for me i'm kind of i'm i'm a, I'm a more introspective listener i think um but this being a pop album and adele being a pop star i think that's a that's a very good point well made um from hannah 27 farmer in kent um yeah yeah very much enjoyed that now I have to say uh, mm. so that is if you want to see that it's Reader's Review Adele's 30 uh, on theguardian.com you can see that there I hope uh, they do more of those that's yeah, yeah that's cool and there's pictures of everybody as well or most of them anyway so mm. it's worth having a look at worth having a look yeah. at well, thank you, Adele, for uh, contributing to our um, our uh, content creation this week. Thanks, um, Adele. You're welcome on well. anytime. Oh, we do. Uh, yeah, I was actually looking back for the audio of that interview recently, and I know it's out there somewhere, and like it's on a computer, or it's on a, it's on, it was on a hard drive. I couldn't find it. It was one of those things last year. I was like, that'd be a great time to find. You know, mm. go and listen to the audio of you like me uh you know interviewing Adele and see what it's like and just listen to it mm. fortunately I could not find oh, it, it would definitely probably, had a folder it'd probably be very difficult for you to listen to oh like, yeah I'm sure it is I'm sure it would given be. it was your second ever interview and <laughs> like oh. yeah and that was I was like the first one only happened earlier that week so, yeah no uh, it was no don't put yourself on. through that <laughs> yeah alone, I can't listen know. I can't listen back to interviews when I'm transcribing them a day later let alone yeah you know however however many years that is but yeah um yeah thanks everyone if you're down in dingle like and and you, okay so we've got the discord patreon.com forward slash nile or nine if you want to join it um some yeah, of us the in the discord are gonna have a little meetup it's a big part yeah it's part of the patreon we also get other stuff like playlists and things um and some of us are gonna meet up down there and if you're down there 
you see us about, like, let's get a drink or something. Especially um, say hello to Andrea because she's never out much and, you know. I'm, like... I'm really not. I'm really <laughs> nervous. Oh, also, like, if I do know you from Twitter or whatever um, and you say hi to me and I don't know who you are, I, I have, like, quite acute face blindness. So just, you know, bear with me, anyone who... I've been emailing or anything. Just, well, I found um, out it's been that's so been scared. quite difficult. I also for me. don't wear my glasses ever, so like if anyone, whenever anyone's across the street, I'm like squinting over. It could be like my mom or my best friend in the world. I'll be like, "Is that?" So yeah. Well, don't worry about it. We we will we will let you know. If yeah, just do a big <laughs> wave at me when you see me. Now, <laughs> yeah. well, you'll be the guy behind the deck, so you're you're pretty easy to spot. Yeah. That's right. That's great. Yeah. So what what time are you and where? Oh, uh, 7 p.m. I'm on between all the acts on Saturday in the Hillgrove, which is the big, okay. big nightclub in Dingle. So uh, cool. it should be interesting. Yeah, it should I'm be good. I'm 2 p.m. on Sunday in Foxy's and I will not be playing any music. You'll be glad to know. Very good. Very good. Okay. What will you be talking about? What are you talking about? Um, Arts Review of the Year. Very good. So mm-hmm. are we talking about Sally Rooney? Mm, we might be. We might be. Mm. Mm, we okay, be. I want to talk to you about this off air. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, look. All right. Bye, That's everyone. the 909 podcast. It's 909.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and Discord through the Patreon as well. So, yeah, 909 on every platform pretty much. And Andrea, you're on. You have a ghost I'm newsletter. I'm Andrea Cleary underscore on my Twitter and Instagram. And my ghost newsletter is andrea-cleary.ghost.io. Yo, and uh, you have a podcast as well, a separate podcast. Oh, I have a podcast. It's in between seasons. Uh, My favorite album with Andrea Cleary, um, returning in 2022. Get that where you get all your podcasts. Right. That's it. We're going off to Dingle. We'll see you soon. And uh, yeah, chat to you next week. Bye. Bye. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.